Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. Happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day. I'm so glad to be here with you today. The music in the background is from our guest from last Thursday and our good buddy, Mr. Torn Wells. If you have not heard his interview, go back and listen. That guy is so smart and so fun to have on the show. His new album is called Citizen of Heaven, and it is available this week. So make sure you grab a copy. Today on the show, now listen, we gotta, sometimes we gotta talk about the serious stuff. Sometimes we gotta talk about our budgets. We gotta talk about our finances. And today, one of my friends who is an absolute expert, Anthony O'Neill, is on the show. Anthony works at Ramsey Solutions. His most recent book is called Debt Free Degree, about how to get your college degree, how to help your kids get their college degrees without going into debt. It is an incredibly interesting interview. I love sitting down with him. He is, no question, a new friend of the pod, and I think you are going to love him. So here's my conversation with Anthony O'Neill. We seem to be cut from the same cloth in volume. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) I am just naturally... Loud. I am loud too. I mean, all the time. Yeah, they tell me I'm actually too loud sometimes. What do you do with it? I still stay loud. I mean, what can we do? That's the problem. <laughs> That's like someone tell me that my like my face is to my face. Oh, I'm like, yeah. I can't there's oh, yeah. I can't do anything about my face or my volume. No, Those I are... can't. That's my energy, you know. Sometimes I bring it down, but you know, when I go into very conservative atmospheres, I, I go from a ten to maybe to about like a seven. Uh-huh. Eight. But uh-huh. for the majority of part, I'm a ten. Right. That's right. just who I am. Um, can I ask you some personal questions? Yeah, How old sure. are you? And you're 30, 35. 35. 35. Married, kids? No, married. Not married. Not No kids. Um, Do we I'm get to praying. set you up? Oh, man. Listen. Anthony. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. I, this was not on my notes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just for real noticed you didn't have a ring, and I was like, right. oh, my I'm friend. Not married. I'm not married. What are we looking for? Uh, a woman that can handle a busy, productive. God-fearing man. Okay. You know, because it's hard. I mean, I think a lot of ladies, uh, especially like in my age bracket, uh, they are used to that normal eight to five, come home, get off of work, um, employee. Even in Nashville. See, I don't think me and my friends have a lot of, I don't know that. Well, then I need okay, to be chilling talking. with your friends. I'm then. about to work it out. Don't you <laughs> worry. The majority of the young ladies that I meet, yeah. um, you know, they don't like the fact that I'm on the road all the time. Or if I come home, I'm going to put in some extra hours at home and do some reading. Yeah. Um, it's like, hey, why are you off of work? You know, I want you to come out and want you to just chill with us. I'm like, uh, chilling with you ain't getting me paid. So yeah. let me figure out some things. But it's not just all on them. Like one of my pastor mentor friends just told me the other day, he said, the reason why you're single, the common denominator factor is you. Mm. And so I'm like, there are some things that I could work on. Do you know what, Anthony? I sat with my counselor last week and I was like, I recognize I'm doing the work to get healthier. I'm doing the work. Also, I'm the common denominator here. There you go. I keep picking the same kind of guy. There you go. So that, there's something. Yes. And she was like, okay, well, she was real kind because she was like, I mean, it's not overt. Yes. We're doing the work. But you're right. Maybe there's some covert things that are making you pick the same kind of ending every time. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Let's bring him into this. Let's bring, Let's him, bring into him into this because he's got some responsibility. It, it is. But he's working on me. And while he's working on me, I'm really just stepping back. I used to blame it. Well, she did that. And then my yeah. ex did that. And I never really said, well, Anthony, what did you do? Mm. And so like here lately, I've really been just asking myself and just really diving into God's word uh, when it comes to me as being a kingdom man. So I picked up another one of my mentor friends book, uh, Dr. Tony Evans on kingdom oh. man. And so I'm really just diving into that and just growing at myself as a man. So when my wife does come, I could be a good steward of that opportunity to have a wife and to have a family. Okay. I love Dr. Evans. I'm dying to have him on here. Oh, man. I've had Priscilla. I've had Crystal. Okay. The two sisters. I haven't had either of the sons or Dr. Anthony Evans Evans and Dr. Tony Evans would be amazing. I know. Have you had Sarah Jakes on here yet? No, I oh. met her at Christie's Business Boutique, but I haven't had her on yet. Yeah, she's Sarah awesome, be amazing right? Too. Yeah, her um, and her husband Torre. You know what I loved about them at oh. Business Boutique? They were dressed to the nines. <laughs> I mean, they showed up ready. I was wearing a shirt that I've worn eight times. 
And I promise you, she had never worn that skirt before that she showed up in. I was like, my girl is coming in hot. It was amazing. That's Sarah. Yeah. That, that is Sarah. She, she's, that's Sarah. I mean, it just, you know what it said to me? I am not a person who, I do not think you have to wear a certain brand. Right. I don't think you have to show up looking like a certain thing. What I right. do think is the way you show up is how people treat you. Absolutely. And if you look like you've tried, even if you have a very low budget. Absolutely. If you have tried. Mm-hmm. And when she showed up, I was like, I don't know if you got that at Goodwill or at Nordstrom, <laughs> but you, you, I respect what, that skirt. Yeah, that's Sarah yeah. and Torrey for you. I like people. them. I like them a ton. Um, the thing I love about Dr. Evans, I just got in the mail his commentary. Ooh. And it's the first Bible commentary ever written by a I'm black African, man. Yes, yeah. yeah. I got it too. As soon as it came out, I picked up. I have that and the kingdom. It's big. Yeah. Um, and uh, his Devo is what I'm reading in the, mor- uh, the morning. So I read his Devo and then I go to that that study Bible. Yeah. And I just put the two and two together. And it's just, he's a he's just an amazing guy when it comes to interpreting scripture. Yeah. It just makes me like, how did you see that from mm-hmm. what? So Does I it feel it. different that it's him that wrote it? Absolutely. Okay. It does. Because Dr. Tony Evans, with him being a black man, also understands the world outside of just being an African-American man. So it's he knows how to relate to African-American, but then he also knows how to relate to the white people and then just bring us all together yeah. to understand the word. It doesn't matter what shade of anything you are. When you have the legacy he has, yes. you listen to him. Absolutely. I mean, I, he's the one that I want to be like, can everybody in leadership everywhere call Dr. <laughs> Evans? I sh- can he be president? I just wish he could. Oh, can man. we just move him into in charge of everything? I need him. I that's need my, him. That's my job. Okay, so we're going to find you a wife. So okay, that's find a tiny, me a wife. A tiny, uh, people are screaming at their phones, and I know what that, when they're oh, listening man. to this. And let me tell you what I know they're screaming. What they scream? They're screaming Mandisa. <laughs> or they're screaming Melinda Doolittle because they were both on the show in the last six weeks. Oh, have you man. met both of these women? I have never. Okay. Never. But I got to meet them now. Oh, I listen. Hey. I want you to know I was at a party last night where a couple I set up <laughs> was there because I had a little uh, had a little shindig and I invited him and I invited no, her. Listen. And it worked out nice. So I'm one for one in 2020. Listen, man, this is I'm liking this podcast and you already. <laughs> I'm about to be two for two. Let's go. Do you date women of all colors? Do you prefer to date black women or white women or what is it? I have never dated any woman outside of my color. My preference is Mm African-American. And I'll tell you why. It's not a racist thing. Right. At all. It's just that I was raised by two African-American mothers. So I have a biological mother and a stepmother. And it's just something about um, just I want to have the same opportunity as well to raise my children uh, within our culture so they can understand some things. And it's not a racist thing at all. I got hit up on my Twitter last year sometime. People uh, are great on Twitter. Congratulations. S- yeah, someone asked me that question. I said, no, I mean, I, I would like to date within my uh, within my culture. That's my preference. And yeah. they just called me racist and this, this, that, and this. And so I responded back to the person. and said, hey, do you prefer Burger King or McDonald's? He said, well, I prefer Burger King. I said, so what's wrong with McDonald's? He was like, nothing. So I was like, well, uh, it's just my preference. Sure. And so. Um, and the Lord can do anything. Happen. Absolutely. Uh, the Lord can do anything. But I think that's great to know because I got my girls lined up. <laughs> I got them ready to go. And I can just already hear the women in line at carpool oh, screaming about Mandisa or Melinda. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. I'm all for or it. Or Sherry. Lynn. We, got a, we got a couple. We got a couple. Hey, we're let's we're go. just going to do a little episode of The Bachelor here. Listen, I'm starting a side pod. Listen, I'll sit back. <laughs> Give me some water and we'll just have a good time. <laughs> I think one of the beautiful things you're doing, you're modeling here, that I try to do too, is to say to people, man, we have got full lives that are really fun. Yeah. And also, we want to get married. Absolutely. And have kids. Like, Absolutely. I'm assuming. I, I want to have kids. But, I do. And I think one of the beautiful things we get to teach in this weird 2020 world of yeah. our lives being public mm-hmm is you, we get to say, I have and I want. Yes. And holding both. Yeah. What does that look like for you to be able to say, like, what does your life look like on a Tuesday or on a yeah. Thursday where you're going, my life is what I want, and also there are things I want that I don't have? I'm very vocal about being a family man. I desire a family more than I desire wealth, more than I desire fame. Uh, but, you know, when I wake up on a Tuesday, I have a great life. I had the yeah. opportunity to work with, you know, Dave Ramsey, Rachel Cruz, come in and work with an amazing team, travel around the world, write books, and do this great stuff. I have that. Best-selling books, by the way. Oh, I, I wouldn't say that, but, you know. I would just cover your book, so your friend Annie can say that. Hey, there you go. I appreciate you for saying that. But I'm, I'm just grateful to even have the life that I do have. 
but I'm also excited about where God is taking me. I mm-hmm. know he's called me to be um, a husband. I know he's called me to be, you know, a father. And I just, I get excited about that, which makes me actually work harder work throughout the week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you name it, because everything that I'm doing today is setting my family up for success, yeah. setting my kids up so they could be wealthy, setting my kids, kids, kids up to be wealthy. Because, you know, I don't come from a family of, of wealth. I, I come from a family that was, uh, you know, we lived paycheck to paycheck. Uh, we had to literally put tape on the bottom of my shoes just to keep mm. the socks in them. Where'd and you so, live? I, I, so I grew up split. Uh, 50% of my life was in San Diego, California. Okay. Then the other 50% of my life was in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Oh, wow. And so I went back and forth because of, wow. again, my mom, stepdad, and siblings, and then my dad, stepmom. Uh-huh. Uh, so they lived on the opposite sides of the world. So I oh grew gosh. up knowing a little bit of all the world, uh, but in a very strong, strict Christian faith, church and God in Christ faith, and uh, just living paycheck to paycheck. So... I want to change that for my kids. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to start the family tree to where when my kids get of age, they know what wealth is, but they also know where we come from. Yeah. And so that's one thing I'm just really excited about when it comes to this is what I want, and I'm working towards that right now. I just love that. I, I think that something taught us in Christendom yeah. when we were young that if you want something, stay quiet about it. Mm-hmm. Because you need to be content. Mm-hmm. Just be content. And yeah. then God will bring you. When you when you stop being hungry, you'll get fed. Well, it's like, well, that's not how this works. No, it's not how it works. Is <laughs> <laughs> it how it works? No. And I and I I love a life where we can say, I'm if I got nothing else I wanted, yeah. aren't I lucky? Uh, also, absolutely. man, there are some things that I want. God asked Solomon, he's like, hey, ask me for anything that you want. Mm-hmm. You know, and he said, God, give me wisdom and knowledge. And God said, Oh, oh, you just want wisdom and knowledge. And he was like, Yeah. Well, since you asked me for wisdom and knowledge, I'm also gonna give you wealth, land, inheritance. He gave, he gave him all that type of stuff. And so for me, when I really read the Bible, I do believe that contentment is important, but there's nothing wrong with being content and asking God for Come more. On, right. And so I'm very content. If I die today, I am happy with the life God has allowed me to live, but don't get it twisted. I will be asking God for <laughs> wisdom and knowledge on how to be a good father, wisdom yeah. and knowledge on how to be a good husband, wisdom and knowledge to build my dream home, wisdom and knowledge to have a good looking body so my wife will like yeah. my body. I'm going to ask that, but I'm content with what he has because if I'm a good steward here over the small things, he'll make me ruler and he'll bless me with more. Yeah. And so when people say, oh, don't ask him for nothing. No, I'm going to ask God for wisdom and knowledge first so he can trust me with whatever he gives mm. me after. Yeah. I saw on your Instagram a couple of weeks ago, there was a, a girl, a young African-American girl who had gotten out of debt. Mm-hmm. And something that's different on all your, every personality at Ramsey, yeah. when people get out of debt, they hold a little wooden sign in their picture. Yeah. Rachel shares them, you share them, Christy shares them. And yours always say, I'm changing my family tree. Absolutely. Uh, no one else's says that. And I think it's become, and hopefully if, if I go too far, you let me know. No, no, no. You know, you know when we really look at the African-American culture, unfortunately, uh, wealth and inheritance is not really passed down yes. a lot within that culture. I'm not right. saying that it doesn't happen, but as a whole, uh, we are not blessed and privileged to have land passed down to us, right. have businesses passed down to us, have you know wealth, money, or even houses passed down. We get a lot of debt, a lot of frustration, um, a lot of confusion passed down to us. And so one thing that I'm seeing, not just within the African-American culture, but in, in all the culture, but specifically uh, to people income. who, yeah, lower yeah. income individuals. I always say, uh, we live here in, you know, in Nashville, I always say to the people who live in Nashville compared to the people who live in Franklin and Brentwood, um, I relate more with the Nashville people yeah. and then Franklin and Brentwood. Sure. But it's, um, they're getting excited because they're like, wow, I'm going to get out of debt. I'm going to build my wealth up. And when I pass, my kids will be able to start where I finish, yeah. not where I started. Yeah. And I think it's getting, catching a lot of momentum uh, because the African-American compared to the Caucasian wealth is night and day. And so I'm excited to help all people get out of debt and build wealth, but I'm extremely excited to see people who look like me, who are African-American yeah. or minorities, be able to, you know what, learn 
the true definition of stewardship and financial peace. Yes. Because it is. It's not just impacting them, but it's impacting their bloodlines after them. Yes. I read 1619 Project. Okay. okay. And I hadn't realized until I read 1619 Project how how much I had not thought about, well, I don't have a farm or okay. a plot of land <laughs> uh, that I own historically in my family because I am white. Yeah, yeah. We can trace land ownership. There you go. A long way. And yeah. I just had not, forgive me, but yeah. I had not considered that that has helped me. Yes. I just thought, oh, my parents, this, we lived in this yeah, neighborhood yeah. and I went to this school and my yeah. parents taught me this. And But there is a centuries long yeah. help that I've underestimated. And I love that. You know, what I hear, it's like, when I say this, I said this in a vlog, I said, privilege is real. Mm -hmm. And I think that's privileges that you have. Here's the thing for me. I didn't have those kind of privileges, but my kids will yeah, have that's right. that kind of privilege. And then their kids will have that kind of privilege. Their kids will be able to track their wealth back to Anthony O'Neill and whoever God allows me to marry. And it starts here. So now it's like privilege is real with everyone. And I don't don't be ashamed because, you know, white people, uh, not white people, I'm saying it like that. But, you know, that culture can trace things, but so can all culture. And that's what I'm working mm. on within my family. So for your book, debt-free degree. I mean, you really do specialize in students yes. having being debt-free. So yeah. do you do a lot with lots of universities? Are you at historically black colleges and universities? I'm or? all over. Yeah. You know, I'm really all over. This morning, I just did Trevecca. Yeah. I spoke there this morning. And then a couple of uh, months ago, I did um, Bethune-Cookman. I did Tennessee State University yeah. as well. And so I'm getting a lot of uh, culture when it comes to uh, a little bit of everything, yeah. but the HBCUs are starting to reach out um, a lot more only because when you really study student loans and how it's impacting all people, it is just crazy. But then when you really deep dive, the minority community are feeling it yeah. um, a little bit more. Yeah, because in some ways they're delayed in getting the opportunity to go to college. Yes. So they're also delayed. Anyone lower income is delayed in having a solution to doing that Absolutely. without debt. Yeah. And when you really step back and do the stats, um, the average person 20 years after they graduate college owes about maybe 60, 62% of their student loans still. Oh, my uh, gracious. But minorities owe 113%. <gasps> And Anthony. so, so it's scary, yeah. you know, because the income level compared from, you know, two different cultures, it is night and day. And so, which is why I'm so passionate about the message debt-free degree and just really getting out of debt in general, uh, because while there are some other conversations that need to be had on that side of how do we fix it, at least my part is, let me help you avoid debt, uh, build your savings, build your wealth. Um, that's my assignment. Yeah. Man, how did you figure that out? How did you know that was one of the things God put you on the planet to do? You know, my story, I grew up with four amazing parents. Like I said, two biological parents, two step parents, and I knew everything about church. Yeah. I knew, like in my culture, I knew how to fall out. I knew how to <laughs> Brother, shout. me too. Me too. <laughs> you know, I knew how to do all of that, but no one really taught me how uh, to be successful with my money. It was just like, hey, go to school, get an education, and then after that, get a good credit report, get a good job, get some uh, retirement benefits, and you'll be good. Right. And so when I got into college, I, I didn't know the difference between a credit card or a debit card. I didn't know anything about that. And so I ended up actually homeless, uh, sleeping in the back of my car, uh -huh. trying to figure out where am I going to be. I was like 19. Sleeping in the back of your car. Yeah. So for six months of my life, I'm trying to figure out some nights I'm sleeping on my friend's couch. Some nights I'm sleeping in the back of my car. I don't know what I'm going to do for six months. And it was it was because of the decisions that I made ultimately. But I didn't have the wisdom, knowledge, and guidance yeah. uh, from my parents in the area of finances. Uh -huh. And so I got my life actually right with God during that time. Really? I said, God, if you can just give me another chance, I know I won't be perfect, but I will for sure make sure that I do not come back here. Um, and that's what happened. Went back home with my parents. They allowed me to come back home. Took the Dave Ramsey Financial Peace University class back then um, and really got on a strong budget and just really went focused. So today I'm debt free. Uh, just built my house out there in Columbia and I'm yeah. just having a good time. Uh, but that was really my calling. And I bet you built it cash. Oh, no, I didn't do all the cash. I ain't okay. going to lie oh, yeah, on yourself. Houses you don't have to do. Houses yes. you don't have to do. Yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry. Now, I put down a large <laughs> down payment. That's right. That's uh, right. But, you know, um, I, I didn't pay for it all cash, but I mean, it will be paid off that? soon. Like, go back and look at 19-year-old self. Yes. That he decided to take a Dave Ramsey class. Yeah. And now you have Dave's phone number. Uh, Dave's phone number, and he is my number one mentor in life. Yeah. 
Yeah. That is just something. I'm grateful. What do you say to yourself about God when you look at that story zoomed out? God is better than good to me. Mm. He has just been better than good. I shouldn't be where I am today. I shouldn't be on the stage that I am on today. And so because of that, uh, he has just been, I'm just forever grateful. Yeah. One of the main reasons why I stay humble is because I know with my story, with my history, God still chose me. Mm. I cannot sit here and be a bad steward of that. Yeah. One of the things we do when we get to a speaking event, we drive up before we get out of the car. I say, God could have picked anybody and these people could have picked anybody and they picked us. So let's live like that privilege that is. And so when we walk, whether we've got, whether me and my assistant have gotten in an argument in the car (laughs) or whether the flight was late or whether I'm in a bad mood, which is usually, if anybody's in a bad mood, it's going to be me. Right. When we have that moment, it recenters everything of like, he could, God and this church could have picked anybody. Absolutely. And they both picked us for this. I'm so grateful. Here we go. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. I just imagine there are people listening who have college debt for sure. Yeah, yeah. What do they do? They don't want it either. They don't yeah. like it either, but they're barely getting by. Yeah, yeah. Um, but one of the very first things I would definitely say is when I had college debt is I wrote down a vision for my life, okay? Uh, where do you want to go? Where there is no vision, that's where people perish. Yeah. And so you need to have a clear vision. When I say a clear vision, I'm talking about what do you want to do with your life? Do you want to be debt-free? That is a part of your vision. So write that down and write that down and put it three places you can see it every single day. Okay, really? that, you need motivation. Yeah. Okay, you're going to need motivation. And why does it matter to be debt free? Well, for me, it's like when the Bible says it, the borrower is slave to the lender. Yeah. And then I believe that it prevents you from going towards your goals and your dreams. Mm. A lot of people say, Anthony doesn't want me to go after my dreams. No, I just want to prevent you from having a nightmare. <laughs> okay. okay. And so, you know, and nothing positive has come from the debt. Even when we break it down spiritually, God has never spoke positive about debt. Now, He never said it is a sin, but He never said, hey, this is a good thing for you to do or to have or to participate in. And so for me, I want you to avoid debt and really focus on building your wealth. And so the number one thing is just have a vision. And then number two is just go ahead and put it down there, take debt off of the table and keep it off of the table and get on a budget. Every millionaire that I have met with said that they can tell me where every dollar of their money goes. Really? They are on a strict budget. And so when you are trying to get out of that. I'm terrible about that. I think, but Rachel, I know Rachel Winston get onto me about this all the time. I mean, I look at it. I'm not, I'm debt free. But do you do it every month? No. I I know where every penny is. I can find it. Looking back. Nothing's lost. (laughs) I just don't like. Sitting down doing it. No. I understand. I'm sorry. I'm not, no, no, don't I say know. I'm don't sorry. Don't tell Dave. He likes me sometimes. Well, he's going to hear this podcast. It's I know, all right. Dave. We're friends. <laughs> but it's, you know what, though? I'm not going to sit here and act like I love budgeting. No, I, I'm I not going to sit here and say it. that. It's so boring to me. But it is the best thing for our money. I know. I know. Let's just be real. I okay, I do it every month because I know that it is the best thing for me. But am I excited to sit down and budget compared to going out there and spending my money? No. no. But I do know if I do not budget, I can lose a lot of money. I know. So I, know. I don't want to do that. But that's the thing is I don't. I don't get to overspend what I have. There you go. So I don't because I don't go into debt. So okay. I don't get to overspend what I have. I there just am go. like, well, yeah. Look, well, I'm out. <laughs> hey, you, you got the key thing. You're not in debt, so I can't be mad at you oh, in that part. But you can. You can. I, know. <laughs> I said to my business manager, the way the company is set up uh-huh. is that I just get a salary like okay. every other employee. That's good. So I don't have access to the company money. It's, <sighs> it's a business. It's yeah, not yeah. my personal money. Yeah, yeah. That's God's. Yeah, yeah. I just get a salary for working here. I love it. But <laughs> I said to my business manager in December, I was like, we have to meet every month. I was like, <laughs> I am not doing this by myself, and right. you need to hold my hand tighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, you just got to help. So, so that, I'm working on it. I'm that's good. On I it. mean, at least you know that, and you say you need an accountability partner, and you're being a good steward over it. At that, least you I know. I mean, it is a little bit of the ability to be secretive about things as a single person. Yeah. Is I can spend money on stuff, and nobody ever – if I don't tell my business manager, yeah. if we don't look at it together, no one ever knows. That's good. And so you can get away with being sneaky. 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 And that's a good thing that you called that out. Maybe all of us single people need to acknowledge that, that you know what, hey, maybe we need to have an accountability partner that we can be honest with and they can check yeah. us when it comes to our finances. We're real careful about sexuality and there about how we treat our bodies. There you go. And we need to be just as careful how we treat our uh, money. There you go. Right? You said it. Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation to tell you about the podcast sponsors today. We first get to thank Imperfect Foods. Okay, you guys. 
I think this one is so up our alley. I think you are going to love Imperfect Foods. Did y'all know that $218 billion of food goes to waste in this country every year, including 20 billion pounds of produce? And that's what Imperfect Foods is here to change. Imperfect Foods is the only food delivery service that buys the perfectly nutritious and delicious foods that grocery stores won't sell and delivers them to you at a discount so you can save money and help reduce food waste. Imperfect Foods sources directly from farmers committed to quality and delivers delicious, imperfect groceries to you for up to 30% less than grocery stores. Guys, what a perfect conversation when we're talking budgets. You still get the healthiest food, but you get it 30% less. Imperfect Foods' flexible plan lets you pick healthy seasonal produce alongside grocery staples. There's like quirky looking, but delicious produce. You can also get surplus coffee, discolored quinoa, off-size eggs, slightly scarred almonds, all these things that are so delicious and perfectly healthy to eat, but just look a little bit weird and the grocery store won't carry them. In fact, they don't actually look as weird as they, as you think they're going to, but it's amazing. You can read about Imperfect Foods in the New York Times and Bloomberg and Forbes or ask any of their 200,000 satisfied customers. Start saving time, saving money, and saving waste right now because when you go to imperfectfoods.com slash sounds fun, between now and February 16th, you get $10 off your next four orders. You guys, that's $40 off if you're doing the math. $10 off your next four orders. So just go to imperfectfoods.com slash sounds fun to get $10 off your next four orders. That's imperfectfoods.com slash sounds fun and enter sounds fun at checkout you will get ten dollars off your next four orders and please you've got to post the pictures of your foods that you get and tag me so we can see the imperfect foods that are perfectly delicious and perfectly budgeted at 30 percent off speaking of good health today's show is also brought to you from our friends at ritual we deserve to know what we're putting in our bodies and that's why rituals founder is on a mission to reinvent the vitamin industry She and her team of scientists at Ritual are making clinically tested a new normal. Not only have they obsessively researched each nutrient in their visionary women's multivitamin, carefully choosing forms that are absorbable by the body, but they've also tested their formula. Science-backed isn't just a buzzword for them, it's a standard. Ritual left out mystery additives, synthetic fillers, and shady extras that can be found in some traditional multivitamins. And they're committed to showing you their nutrients, where it came from, and why they chose it. They call it traceability. I have been telling y'all about Ritual Vitamins. I really, really love them. Taking a couple a day, and remember, they smell like mint, which I absolutely love. It doesn't smell gross like a lot of vitamins do. Ritual is traceable and transparent, so for obsessive label readers like you and I, Ritual uses vegan-certified, non-GMO, gluten-free, and allergen-free ingredients, and their sources are out there for the whole world to see because they believe you deserve to know what you're putting in your body and why. And I love that they use high quality ingredients like vegan algal oil instead of fish oil, which comes from the fermentation of microalgae, which sounds gross, but it's super good for you. It's a patented process that leaves minimal environmental contamination. 40% of women cannot properly utilize the synthetic form of folate, which is folic acid which can be found in many multivitamins. And that's why Ritual uses folate in its absorbable form to help cover women's needs. Daily changes can lead to big results, which is exactly what we're talking about with Anthony today. So start small. Ritual is offering my friends 10% off your first three months. So try it out. Satisfaction guaranteed. Go to ritual.com slash that sounds fun to start your ritual today. That's 10% off your first three months at ritual.com slash that sounds fun. And now back to the show. Until you get married, you need to start doing the single talk. What, hey. Who's talking to the singles in their finances right uh, now over there at Ramsey Solutions? I mean, I think Rachel's doing a pretty decent job. A lot of people are asking me to do that. It's just, I'm tired of being single. Listen, brother, <laughs> listen. I'm just going to need everybody to turn the volume up right now because- like, I'm for real. I don't want to talk about it. I don't. I'm I don't. tired. I'm 35 <laughs> years old. I'm turning 36 this year. I'm yeah. like, why am I- You want me to talk to who? I don't even want to be in this group. 
I, you could not. It is like you are a trumpet to the language I've been saying. I'm like, yes. I don't want to do another no. interview about being single because I'm not the one who wants. To, I don't exactly. want to be your poster child. I didn't no. sign up to be here. No, I don't like this either. No. Everybody. No. Yeah, exactly. Go get that new, freshly 22 year old that's excited. Uh huh. Cool. I'm a grown man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? I, I have about three names when people ask me to do an interview about singleness. I'm like, uh-huh. I'm not able. Um, <laughs> I've got these three women who apparently really like talking about it. You go on. Listen. They, they can have that interview. They so, sure can. Okay, good. Well, I'm just saying to the singles that are listening to us today who do uh-huh. like both of us in yeah. our singleness, we can't be sneaky with our money. We can't. But you have we the can. opportunity. Don't do it. Be, it. be higher than that. Get somebody involved. So... 35-year-old guys listening, because that's my hot crowd. Okay. They're listening. He wants to get married. He's not married yet. Okay. Who does he bring into to be his accountability on his money? Who makes sense? It's going to be himself. And then, two, it may be just find a young man like yourself, you know, Mm -hmm. who's saying, you know what, I want to be uh, better with my finances as well. Uh, You don't have to necessarily go to someone who is like a parent or something like that. Just go to someone who's on the same page as you. Yeah. And you all be honest with each other and say, you know what, you have the right to check me if I'm not doing what I said I'll do. Yeah. And if you have those two together, that's great. Me, I don't need accountability partner in this area of my life uh, because, I mean, this is just something that I live by and teach by. Uh, <laughs> and it's where you work. Right. So <laughs> you can't, you can't yeah, walk yeah, in I'm not worried about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anthony, is that a new car? It is. Did you pay cash for it? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's it's the like next if you question. work in a gym, you're probably not bringing McDonald's in for lunch. Exactly. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. And so, but in other areas of my life, I do have accountability partners and mentors to hold me accountable uh, to like like this living right. Yeah. You know, so it's like, hey, as a young man, like, like, hey, hey, man, hold me to it. Yeah. And it's been great and it's been healthy. We all need mentors and accountabilities, uh, partners in certain areas of our yeah. life. I think in every, I mean. Every area. People always want a mentor. How did you find yours? You know, the very first thing for me was I actually, I was very involved with the church. So I literally asked my pastor, like, hey, can you be my mentor? Yeah. I I eventually want to be preaching and teaching the gospel. And he said one thing. Oh, is that the goal? Is that like a part or part of where you want to take life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like when it it comes to that, I'm doing that now, preaching and teaching gospel. Uh, But back then I was like, hey, I want to go down this path. And he said, hey, I'm going to give you one day. And then in that one day, I'm going to give you two hours. That will determine whether we proceed forward. And so I was like, all right, cool. So I get in there and he says, wear a suit. Are you like, I'm ready? Oh, I'm ready. (laughs) And so I remember one thing. My mom said one thing. You have two ears and one mouth. Listen more than you speak. Mm. And she said, go in there with three questions. And I guarantee you, you will not need any more questions. And my mom was right. I only needed two. Because when you really ask a mentor or someone who you look up to a question, they can take that one question and just talk for a long time. And I just remember taking down notes. And at that time, he said, all right, I will mentor you. Because you didn't talk much. You didn't mm. tell me a lot of things. You listened, which lets me know that you want to grow. Yeah. So when I met with that one person, uh, that one pastor, I started meeting other people and doing the exact same thing. Uh-huh. Even to this day, I work with Dave. But when I'm in the office with Dave, I listen way more than I talk. Because he's wiser, he's wealthier. And one day I want to be a multimillionaire like him. So as he's talking, I'm listening. And so that's just one thing I'm doing as much as I possibly can. Uh, if I can get around individuals like that, I, I, I love it. Uh, but I read a lot of books from mentors who are not even, who don't even know my name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I follow them on Instagram who don't even know my name. I follow people who will help grow me and let them mentor me through their books, through their podcasts, uh, through their IG, through their social media. Yeah. Um, I don't follow a lot of people on my IG uh, because if you can't help me or grow me, I don't want to follow you. Yeah, that's smart. That is, Because the other option is people you compete with yes. or people that that walk you toward things. There's one account that I used to kind of stalk because I thought it was funny and I was yeah. like, this is actually not leading me anywhere good ever. Absolutely. So you just have to make yourself quit. Absolutely. I mean, I just I had to say to one of my friends, hey, ask me if I keep looking at this account because <laughs> I need someone to know I do it. Absolutely. And I need to stop because it's funny, but it's not good for me. Yeah. And so follow if they help you grow or if they... Can help you get closer to your goals. Closer to your goals. Okay. Yes. What happens when you ask someone to mentor you mm-hmm. and they say no? That's fine. Okay. Okay. That's fine. Okay. They say no. They just said no today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, you know, okay. I always tell, tell people, step back and pray and figure out why they said no. You know, ask them, did you say no because you're busy? Okay, cool, great. What if I don't take up much of your time? Mm-hmm. Um, did you say no because you just do not want to mentor me? 
If they say yes, oh, cool, great. But I believe anyone that's supposed to be in your life will be in your life. Mm. Uh, if you pray, seek God first and ask God to bring into your life the people who should be in your, in your life, who's going to help you get closer to your kingdom assignment or just to your career goals and life in general, God will make sure that that thing happens. Do not force it. Mm. Just, just... Be persistent. Well, you're not going to get to force it because that mentor is going to shut down hard. <laughs> exactly. And what you don't want to do is have other mentors talking about you as well. Uh-huh, and so uh-huh. I always say be respectful, be kind, be loving, and, and be persistent, but do not be rude about it. Yeah. You know? I like looking for people at church who who look like my parents' friends. Mm. And I go, like, because my parents don't live here. Yeah, yeah, They yeah. live in Atlanta. And so yeah. I'm like, okay, you look about the same age as my parents. Absolutely. And I've sat around you in church for six years yeah. or for a year yeah. or for a couple of months. Or if you're new to a town, yeah. I've watched you for three weeks and y'all sit in the same seat every week. Can I come over for dinner one time? Yes. <laughs> I'm new to town. Could I, I love take it. you to coffee? You I know? love it. I just think there's there's something about looking around. Don't I think the pastor is a good place to go Absolutely. when you're invested in a church, but also sometimes the pastor can only have time for one Anthony. You know what? And then also too, if you're inside a church, maybe look for a small group leader. Yeah. You know, someone who's who's leading a small group at a home, at, at a coffee shop, they're a good place to start uh, looking for mentors. But if you really want to get around some influential people, like in a business space, start going to their conferences. Oh, okay. You know, so like if uh, Dave is in town, Anthony's in town, Hogan, Rachel's in town, start going to the conferences. Uh-huh. And just start getting around the people who are at that conference, and you'll find different people inside that group yep. uh, that Especially may have a connection. Especially if you volunteer. You it, buy a ticket the first time, the second time you volunteer, exactly. and you're surrounded by people who... Absolutely. That's where you... I, I spoke at a Young Life conference last week for staff. Oh, Young Life. Okay. 5,500 staff. Wow. 1,500 of them are single. I got up on stage, and I said... You want someone who's on mission that loves Jesus has a job? <laughs> You're shooting fish in a barrel in this room, people. <laughs> Partner up, let's go. There's fifteen hundred of y'all. You know, so if you're looking for business mentors or business peers in your city, yep, yep. going to those conferences and then look around. There you go. And you've got people who care about the same thing you care about. That's it. So when you're looking for mentorship, they're they're sitting in the same conferences you're paying to sit in. Yes. How has being debt free affected your faith? Oh, that's a good question. Um, it, it, it's allowed me to really be more free and not be stressed and concerned. Mm. It's allowed me to really focus on my kingdom assignment rather than focusing on getting a paycheck. Yeah. And I believe that God wants us to have financial peace. He wants us to have joy. He wants us to have freedom. And so for me, when it comes to my faith, now that I'm debt free, now, honestly, I'm just everything I'm doing right now. I'm focusing on the legacy for my name when I die. Mm. You know, I want people to know Anthony as Anthony O'Neill was a man of God who loved people and who wanted them to have financial peace, to have financial freedom, and to leave an inheritance to their children's children. Mm -hmm. If I was still in debt, I would be what getting up every single day, not focusing on the kingdom, but focusing on getting this paycheck to pay off the debt, to get to the next paycheck, to pay off some more debt. And I don't want that lifestyle to live paycheck to paycheck. Being debt free has really allowed uh, me to really focus on uh, the end goal, which is to be pleasing and to get a job well done from Jesus Christ. Yeah. Why is it that money has that much power? Why is money that thing? It just blows my mind. You know, when we talk, when we really sit back and study, man, money's the number one thing that you know, is talked about in the Bible. Yeah. You know, it's just, it has so much power, uh, but everyone goes after money. A lot of people go after wealth, um, which I get the wealth part. I, I'm still kind of confused to why is money so important when to me, joy is more important mm. than the actual physical green. And yet we totally think. Having money will make us happy. It just won't. And it just doesn't. It, it just, I, I'm telling you right now, I've, I remember one year I made the most money I've ever made in my entire life. And when I look back at that year, I wasn't more joyful. Yeah. I wasn't happier. Now, money does bring happiness because it brings some sense of freedom, but it doesn't bring joy. Yeah. And for me, that's what I desire is, is joy and freedom. But it doesn't make you, honestly, it makes you... Uh, just a little bit more bigger than what you already are. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's just going to magnify what's already living in there. Exactly. So if you're arrogant, you're going to be a little bit more arrogant. Yeah. If, if you're happy, you may be may become a little bit more happier. But um, I don't really focus on money. I focus on joy. I focus on my assignment. And with that being said, I believe if I seek ye first, then all the other stuff will yeah. come, and I'll be happy. I think it's interesting to look at the 
the path of that and look at money because what I'm seeing in your life based on my inst- internet stalking of you Uh-oh. is <laughs> is the way you talk about money yeah. as in the healthy relationship you've grown with money. Mm-hmm. It just seems like when one area is right, the yeah. rest of them start to get right. Absolutely. And it just feels like you're living a very disciplined life. I'm trying. But you're full of joy. Oh, I'm trying to it live It doesn't look like you're not having fun. Oh, I'm having fun. But you're I, going to the gym a lot. I mean, I wake up every morning and go to the gym. <laughs> I mean, that is my... It's the real thing. Whoo-wee. If yeah. I, if, gym for me is the coffee. Really? Yes. If I don't go to the gym, I'm going to so have So what time do you day. have to go to the gym? Um, I'm at the gym every morning at 7 a.m., but my day starts at 4.30 because I live in Columbia. So that's an hour drive okay. to the gym, back into the city. And so Oh, so you come like you take your bag from home and you don't oh yeah, go back. I don't go back okay. until So the talk us through your time. morning. I'm, now I'm fascinated. Oh man, it, it's an your amazing future wife's journey. out there listening. She needs to hear the schedule, man, what it, she's it, buying into. It's an amazing journey. You know, I get up, I do a um a little bit of I cut on my music around the house, a little bit of upbeat gospel, Kirk yeah. Franklin, you know. Yes. Um I do my little morning devo, read the word, read Tony Evans Devo and study Bible. Then after that I flip the script. Okay. Okay. I go from this, this, this saved gospel music to a little bit of a, you know, R and B, hip hop, getting my uh-huh. mind ready. Yeah. So I'm packing my clothes, responding to some emails before I leave, um, and then I hit the gym. I leave at about maybe five thirty, go to the gym, get there about six fifteen, stretch, and then it's just the it's hard it's in the all, gym. Yeah. We go hard. Yeah. And then after that, I feel good. I like I feel as if I am ready to conquer the day. Uh, and I just get into the office. I'm like, hey, who can we help today? Mm. That's the very first question that I ask myself when I pull onto our parking lot. Who can the AO team help today? Yeah. Um, and that's just my side. Whether you feel that or not, that's mm-hmm. the question you ask. I mean, I think that's important because yeah. we don't want to, you aren't presenting to people and we don't want anybody to think that you and I live Pollyanna lives. We're like, how can we be helpful after we go uh, to the gym and have our right. quiet time? It's like, <laughs> no, 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 no. I may feel terrible. Oh, yes. But the I question feel, is still. Yes. I feel terrible often. <laughs> I, I'm upset right. often. Yeah. Uh, but, but we cannot just be like, hey, I'm upset. I don't feel like working. No. Uh, we need to help someone. Yeah. You know, I've gotten on stage upset and no yeah. one will, will never know. Same. Uh, because, I mean, I'm, I'm still human. Yeah. You know, I, I still have feelings and emotions, uh, but I've been able to teach myself, all right, set those aside for right now yeah. and do your assignment. I mean, I've, there's only been two times in seven years of full-time traveling and speaking that I've had to say to the people, before I teach, you need to know this is going on in my private life because I don't uh, know how to teach around this. Wow. I can't pretend. Like one of them, a friend of mine had died while I was on the flight there oh. really suddenly. And so what can you do? What can you do? Yeah. I, I can't yeah. go back home yet. Yeah. I have to. And so things like that. Yeah. But most of the time you're like, hey, I can get up here and yeah. put aside what's going on with me yeah. and do what God's called me to do because who do we get to help today? Yeah. Yeah, yes, I love it. And so, how long do you stay at work? I'm just getting your whole day calendar. We're gonna start following you. It's, it's not. I mean, it could be all day. Uh, it's, sometimes it could be all day. Sometimes it could be a half a day. When I really end meetings, I try to go home and go to my own personal office to do some reading, to do some studying, uh, and to do some writing. Yeah. Uh, because a lot of my job is about creating content and delivering content. Yeah. And so when I, I really study best and write best when I'm at home in my own space. But for the majority of the time, I probably leave the office right around like 3, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. But I'm there as early as 7, 30, 8 yeah. o'clock. Uh, and just in back-to-back meetings on what's next with our team and meeting with different things. Like right now we're working on a new book uh, for how to help young people, and not young people, but the 44 million people who are currently in student loan debt. I'm literally writing the book right now on how to get out of debt. Let's go. Okay, how good. How to pay off the Will you come loans. back when that comes out? Uh, no, ma'am, I don't want to come <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be like engaged by then. You'll be like, Annie, I got a story. Hey, I got a story. And hopefully, I, hey, Annie, I'm going to come back with my wife, That's too. That's right. You know? Let's go. She is always welcome here. Um, yeah, so you're working on that one now. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. We're working on that coming out April, May. It's not going to be a big book like my debt-free degree. Uh, because I'm just literally jumping straight into it. That's one of the number one things that I'm hearing right now is thank you so much for this book on how to help my students avoid debt. But hey, I'm 40 years old. How do I pay off my student loan debt? And so uh, I heard the cry and I said, all right, let's do it. And I just got to work. That's one of my favorite things about Ramsey personalities is that y'all write books based on what people tell you they need. 
Yes. Every one of you will say something like that. Will yeah. give me a stat. Will give yeah. me a Christy with the dreamers oh. and doers and starters. She's like, I know which of those groups needs me the most right exactly. now. So we're going after them. And you're yeah. just like, y'all are brilliant. Oh man, having the team and the the win teams y'all have around you. I mean, we're, we're blessed. It's amazing. We're, we're, we are blessed. I mean, it, it all starts from Dave. You know, Dave is just he's the guru, and so just to be able to follow his leadership and see how he built his brand, yeah. and then now we all get to work up beneath that brand. We can't do nothing but just be grateful and just do our part to help uh, everyone else out there. Yeah. And one of the things... Oh, let me finish your daily schedule. How much time do you go to bed? <laughs> you go I'm to bed, bed early? Yeah, I'm about 8.30. Okay. 8.30? Okay, we got to talk about some stuff. <laughs> I may have some answers to some of your questions, buddy, if you're in bed at 8.30. 8.30, 9 o'clock, <laughs> I'm in the bed. Okay. Because I'm in them up every morning at, at 4.30. I know, that's... A, yeah, so, what can we do? The Lord can work within your schedule that he has yeah. given you. I believe it. I believe it. I better not have any tweets or Instagram about that. <laughs> Well, here's what I can tell you about my people that listen on the other side. Yeah. They are fiercely loyal. Uh, so you've got yourself a collection of a few lots of new friends. There we go. If they aren't already friends, and they are going to care a lot there about this. <laughs> <laughs> and so, okay, 839, that's fine. 839. That's fine. We can work what time that. you go to bed? Uh, 10. Not much later. See? I know it ain't that much Come later. Come on. I know, I know. I'm 10. I'm, God, me feeling I'm in my bad. bed in the 10s, and the I'm 10s. up at 6. What's the latest you've ever been to bed? Oh, I, I can accidentally stay awake on my phone until midnight, See, which I don't, is so dumb. I, I keep my phone in my office. Okay, so let me tell you what. I just got an alarm system at my house uh-huh. so that I didn't have to have my phone by my bed. There you go. I'm paying for a dumb alarm purely so that I'll have more self-control. And I've slept better serious? in the two weeks that I've had the alarm. Than, so what kind of alarm is this? Oh, just like a A regular Comcast. alarm? Okay, yeah, okay, just an okay. alarm alarm system. Okay, okay, okay. Because okay. I, the line I was saying to myself is, I got to have my phone by me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if someone breaks in, yes. they I can help myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But now there's an alarm. There you so go. So the phone can be across the room. So you leave yours in your office. In my office. Wow. Yes, That absolutely. is next level. It's hard. Yeah. But it's... It helps me sleep, and it's two things. I'm not staying up late on my phone, and I do not want to wake up to other people's life. Mm. Because when I had it, I'll wake up, and the very first thing I'll do, I'll go to Instagram or social media. And so I'm turning over, and I'm not acknowledging and growing my life. I'm looking at your life. Okay. And I was like, I can't do that. That wasn't healthy for me because I was like, wait, she got... He proposed last night uh-huh. while I was asleep. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> wait, 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 really? He went to bed during dinner. So right. What can we say? <laughs> so I'm like, no. So I mean, I literally got emotional, and I see a therapist yeah. uh, uh, here Me in too. the city, and I do one. I see her every other week, and uh, we started this about two years ago, and it has wow. literally blessed my life. It's not easy. When do you look at your phone after you work out or on your like after the shower? After so shower. like right when I'm about to leave, I, I look at it. That's the first time. Because I really want to start my day off, and I know it sounds, you know. No, it sounds so right. It's like I just, I want to start it off about me and about building me. Yeah. I remember waking up and my day will be just shifted because I seen he did this or she did that or someone in my space just launched this. And I'm like, I want to be happy for them. But I started not being happy for people. And also, our work starts as soon as we open our phone. Absolutely. It, because part of our job is social media. Yes. And as soon as I open my phone, yes. I might as well have clocked in. Absolutely. Because I may, oh, I should just post this one quick thing, and then yep. I'll go have my quiet time, which yep. I hate using quiet time. There's other words. but Or let me just look at this. Let me answer these three emails, and then, and the next thing you know, you've never put your phone all the way down again. Absolutely. And that's brutal. And that's one thing I'm doing now. I'm, cho- I'm choosing one day a week to stay off social media. Altogether. When social media is a huge part of yeah. my brand. Are you doing it one day a week during the work week or are you taking a weekend day off? Whatever day, both? whatever day I just feel like, oh, I'm going to take today yeah. off. Yeah. Um, I take a month off every year. So Do you, all entire, entire December uh, for the last five years, I've taken off. So I will, will not look at it. My social media lady uh, won't even access anything on my social media. Oh, wow. I'm completely ghost. Okay. Uh, and I did it last December. And I'm telling you, it feels so refreshing because I'm just, I'm not looking at everyone's life. Yeah. And it's getting better for me now. I'm just being transparent on your show, but it's like, it's helped me. It's even helped me save more money. Because if I see people going out buying this or buying their latest shoes or going over here for a vacation, I'm like, yeah, I should go there for a vacation. Uh-huh. I should buy uh-huh. that. And so now it's, I don't see a lot of stuff Yeah. because I'm not on it as much. Yeah. And so what I'm trying to do is post more and not look 
a lot. Yeah. Not go down my feet. I know. That's, so that's what I'm trying that's to hard. do. That's hard. It's hard. easy. It's but hard. you're right. It's the right thing. I mean, it has been, I joked with, do you know Torn Wells? I know. Of, the musician. Yes, oh, we should make yeah. you friends with him too. He's wonderful. Oh, well, but he was just on the show and we joked like, you didn't see anybody making New Year's resolutions of like, I'd love to be on my phone more. <laughs> I just wish I could be on my phone a lot more. That's what I want for 2020. Nobody. 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 Um, did you set like resolutions for 2020? How do you do that? Do you set goals or do you write a new vision every year? I do formations. Keep going. What in the world does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, God formed us in our mother's womb, and I believe that goals are great goals. I, I believe that, you know, everyone should have a goal. But for me, for the year 2020, I'm asking myself, who am I forming myself to become? Mm. So every single day I have daily habits that's helping me form myself into a better man, into a better communicator, into a better author, into a better friend. Yeah. And so every single day is what am I doing to form a better version of me? Because we're always forming. Yep. Once we hit the goal, we're done. Yeah. And so I believe that I have small daily habits, which are like small goals that is ultimately getting me to become a better author. Mm -hmm. um, you know, one of my things with an author is I'm not Grammar is not my best. And so I'm teaching myself to read, uh, not teaching, I'm trying to read two books a month, which will help me become better with my yeah, grammar. Yeah. I'm forming me into a better communicator. Yeah. I like to do experiments because I don't think anybody quits experiments. There you go. You say, there if I go. do this for this amount of days, what could happen? Yes. I wonder how different my life could be if. Oh, man. What if I saved $50 a month? Ooh. What could I do at the end? You know, because nobody quits experiments. Everybody wants to see the thing blow up. You should ask yourself, what would happen if you actually budget every month? Okay. <laughs> you know I had to. I mean, so you know busted. I had to say that. So real. <laughs> You're so right. You're not wrong at oh, all. Oh, man, I You're love 100 this You're 100% right. Oh, good, thanks. I could do this every every month. Oh, listen, you are welcome here anytime. Hey, we would love it. This is fun. Okay, so debt-free degree, and yes. then the next one will be out in the spring. Yes. So we'll make sure everybody knows about that because yes. I, I would imagine I'm in my 30s as well, okay. at the end of my 30s. I'm watching my friends, are, a lot of my friends who are married with kids are having teenagers. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They've got 14, 13-year-olds. Yeah. And they're starting to think, oh, man, I'm not even done paying with my college yet. Wow. And I've got to pay for my kids. we got to yeah. figure out how to pay for my kids. So yeah. you're you're catching us on the front side and the back side. I'm catching on the front side and back side. Brilliant. And this is what I do. I have my publicist send you a case of books so you can give out to some of your tribe members to help them oh, out with their child. Kind. And then when we release that, we'll send you another case yeah, of we'll books be, oh, gosh, for that as well. Yeah, we'll do all that. Yeah, oh, yeah, but I like, I like you. <laughs> yeah, this is like, fun. This is good. That's uh, why the show's called That yeah. Sounds Fun. This is, I mean, yes. Good. That's this what we want. This is not a boring podcast. Okay, great. I see why you're one of the best. This oh. is you're very kind. This is easy. <laughs> Good. It is very fun for me, too. Um, okay. Are there anything we didn't talk about that you want to talk about? No. I mean, we've talked. This is your podcast. I mean, this has been a very open podcast. We've talked to everything from money, culture, singleness, gym, life, formation. Yeah, we're going to go deeper into the gym conversation. We're going to save that for YouTube. So okay. everybody can hop over to YouTube because I've got two more questions for oh, you about okay. the gym, All right. about your gym life. Okay. But we're doing that on YouTube. Okay. Hey, the final question we always ask. Okay. If you're ready. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Because the show is called <laughs> That Sounds Fun. Okay. Okay. Tell me what you do for fun. When do you have fun in those hours of your day? Ah, oh, man. See, I don't know if I have fun during the day, but during the summer, okay. I love to get away for two weeks and go somewhere where no one knows me and just have a blast. Well, like, give me some examples. Where'd you go last year? Uh, went to Hawaii. Okay. And just by just, yourself or oh, you take some friends? No, I go by myself. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, no, no, no. That no, no. adds to the yeah, stress. Yeah, that adds to the stress. I want to go and just be free. I mean, I golf. I mean, I have a great time. Okay. I mean, I just... When you went to Hawaii, what island? Oh, Did you stay on Oahu? Did you stay at Honolulu? Honolulu, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You it stayed there so for fun. the two weeks. Oh, it was so fun. No, for one week. Okay. Then I went to Cali for the next week. Okay. Oh, so beautiful. Where are you going to go this year? Uh, Greece. Get out of here. Yes. You're just going to go by yourself? By myself. <laughs> for two weeks Y'all pray for me because when I get married, <laughs> I got to travel with my wife. That's right. She's going to want to go every time. <laughs> you know what I'm mean? but, I mean? But throughout that, as far as in throughout the week, fun. I'm a golfer. Fun. Jim, of course, we'll talk more about that. But then, believe it or not, every Friday, if I am free and not traveling, I go to the movies. 
Oh, let's go there. I love the movie oh. so much. Do you have the Regal Pass? Do you Abs- do the Unlimited? I, yeah, before yes. I had the Regal Pass, I had the Movie, movie Pass. Movie Pass. Movie Pass was the business. Exactly. That's why they couldn't last. And I was so upset because I went there one day and it was declined. I was like, yeah. what do you mean declined? You got my money, so I need your money. That's exactly right. <laughs> uh, but I'm a movie guy. I watch more movies than I actually watch TV. Okay. What have you seen recently in the theaters that you loved? Oh, man. What have I seen recently in the movie theaters that I love? I just seen... Uh, I forgot the name of it, but it's the um, ocean one where they went to the very bottom of the ocean. Oh, uh-huh. And it was drilling. I forgot the name of yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. But with then you now. this Friday, I'm going to see Bad Boys. Okay. Yes, oh. yes, yes. Uh, be amazing. Martin Lawrence, Will Smith? Will Smith. Yes. Yes. Oh, Bad Boys is my ultimate favorite movie. So oh. I've seen all, I've seen, there's only been two out, but I'm really excited about this third one. Okay. Yeah. And will you go by yourself? Absolutely. <laughs> because I don't, I don't want to, I don't, I just don't, I don't want anyone talking Take to shit. me. Right. Yeah. You know What's your then, snacks? Or do you bring your own? What oh, would Ramsey say? Well, I. You're out of debt. He doesn't care. He doesn't care about If you're that. in debt, you got to like, bring your own snacks. I mean, you know, back in the days, my mama stopped us, you know, by the store on the way there. Uh-huh. We that's went right. We got the 25 cent Coke bottles. Uh, yeah. We went, went to uh, the store and got some candy and she would sneak them in. That ain't godly. <laughs> but, uh, I remember one time, I, I'm going to put on yours. It's the first time I ever said this. I oh, remember wow. one time I snuck in a cheeseburger. Uh, a burrito from Taco Bell. Don't worry. <laughs> I've done it. Just put a burrito in your purse. <laughs> <laughs> but now, because I'm not stressed about money, right. my go-to thing is I do the Astro Kids meal. I do the popcorn, small drink, and the candy. Anthony, we were born to be friends. Oh. Popcorn, so I do the same thing, kids meal, because you, because then you can get a Coke Icy that is like a normal person-sized Coke Icy. Even if you get the small, it's a bucket. Listen, I'm and that is you. more sugar than I need in my life. Absolutely, ever. And it's like the kids meal is only seven dollars, and it's plenty, plenty. Because you're not trying to eat dinner. No, I'm trying to have a snack. I don't now, even need it. Now wait a minute. Some nights on Friday, I do have dinner in the movie theater in the one in the one in Franklin. Oh, is it where you can like order oh, a meal? Yes. <laughs> do the seats recline and yes. you can order a meal? Oh yeah. What do you get? Like I get the chicken strips, fries. And a nice little cocktail. Okay. Oh, That's like a Friday so, afternoon treat. Oh, it's so good. And a good movie. I remember one time I worked all day. I said, you know, I'm hungry. So I went there, got something to eat, and fell asleep in the movies. Oh. <laughs> Just like took a nap. You got it all taken care I was like, yeah. <laughs> and, and then the action scene came on, and I woke up, and I was right back into the movies. But I am a movie guy. I go to the movies every single Friday. See, to me, the unlimited passes now, the regal one that we have here in Nashville that I think is yes. nationwide. But yeah. you can go to the same movie as many times as you want. Absolutely. And it's $21 a month. Yep. So if you go to three movies in a month, you have you've good. beat the system. On that pass, if it's a real good release weekend, I go Friday and Saturday. Oh, and our and the other thing it makes us do our little group of friends that I'm happy to loop you into because Uh-oh. ladies, Uh-oh. Uh, ladies, there we go. Um, it makes us see so many more movies that Absolutely. you're like. I mean, I wouldn't pay to see that, but yeah. I will go see that because it's free. It's free. It's not free, but it's free. No, it's free yeah. after after three. It's <laughs> a free one. Right. So I'm that's go. Right. That's how we feel. We're like, I mean, I don't. I'm not dying to see that movie, <laughs> but I've got two hours. Listen, I'll go with you all. You just can't talk to me. Okay, <laughs> before and after we'll yeah, speak. Yeah, before and after, not but during the movie, movie. we're not no. monsters. Oh man, do you know how many? Dates I've been on and they've been wanting to talk throughout the movie. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't marry her. <laughs> we, can't, we, can't bring her into this. we can't have a woman who talks during a movie. Right in the smack middle? In the middle of it. She's so too well, interested in you. Well, why did he do that? I don't oh. know. I'm watching the movie with you. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly as much as you do. <laughs> But oh, that's man. my fun, though. Okay, that sounds good. I agree with that. Um, thank you for doing this. No, thank you. For I'm grateful me. for the work you do, and I'm glad to be friends. This is fun. This is great stuff, and I, I appreciate the time. And uh, yeah. Oh, friends, don't you love him? Listen, I just adore him. I had no idea he would be a new best friend of the pod, but totally he is. I just think the world of him. Hey, make sure you follow Anthony O'Neill on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places. Follow him. Tell him thanks for being on the show. I think you're really going to enjoy keeping up with him on socials. I really like following him on Instagram. And grab a copy of his book, Debt-Free Degree. It is an interesting read, especially if you're raising kids, if you are a college student figuring it out. I think this book will be really, really helpful for you. And anybody who comes in the studio, I'm having two extra questions that I'm saving to ask them for YouTube. So make sure you head to my YouTube page to hear me ask Anthony two more questions about something in our conversation that I really cared about. So make sure you head to YouTube and check those out.
If you need anything else from me, I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Y'all know it. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. That is how you can find me if you need me. Hey, and just a reminder, we are headed out. You heard us last week on the Love Better Tour episode, but we're headed out on the Love Better Tour in just a couple of weeks, and there are some tickets left in some of the cities, not all of them. But if you go to CompassionLive.com, check it out, figure out where we're going, and y'all come on. It's going to be so, so fun. Again, that's CompassionLive.com, and look for the Love Better Tour information. One other thing I want to make sure you know about releasing tomorrow, and I cannot believe it. I'm so excited. Releasing tomorrow is the Spanish version of 100 Days to Brave. It's on Amazon and everywhere you love to buy books. If you speak Spanish, if you have a friend who speaks Spanish, if you have been waiting for the Spanish version of 100 Days to Brave, I have too, and I am thrilled. So make sure you grab a copy of that. I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out and do something that sounds fun to you, and I will do the same. And we will see you back here on Thursday with my friend, one of my favorite pastors from Soul City Church in Chicago, Jarrett Stevens. See y'all Thursday.